1: Everyone, Karimera, welcome to the Gate Seven International Podcast, your official English source for all things Olympiakos FC and Greek football. My name is Peter Thompson. I've got my co-host Lambros Sirmos with me. We are in episode 101. If you missed episode 100, it's on YouTube, it's on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcasts. So give that one a listen. We do talk about Ludogorets a little bit, but today. We have an expert here with us to to tell us what's really going on with their team. With the game coming up tomorrow, we wanted to know everything. So we are joined by one of the biggest Bulgarian football writers out there, Metodi Shumanov. He's had his work published all around Europe, including The Guardian, Sky Sports 442, and more. If you scroll to his Twitter, which is displayed here on the screen, you can find interview with none other than the Bulgarian legend Dimitar Berbatov. So big stuff going on over there. Metodi, we're very, very thankful to have you on the podcast here and excited to hear what you've got to say about Ludogorets. How are you doing today?
2: Hello, guys. Or should I say (laughs) Yasas?
1: There you go. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, pardon my Greek. Um, I'm very well. Thank you. Thank you very much for the invitation. Uh, And it's a real pleasure to be on your show today.
1: Awesome. Well, we want to start. We'll ask you a couple questions about your career first. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, where did you uh, get where did you gain an interest in football? And, um, you know, how did that transform into a career in writing? And then, you know, how have you gotten Mm -hmm. as far as you have uh, up to this point?
2: Actually, I've always been a football fan uh, throughout my entire uh, conscious life. and uh, then it happened uh, naturally i mean it was a logical uh, next step for me and uh, you know what they say that uh, if you uh, if you're working or your job is what you love uh, you don't work a single day in your life <laughs> so i'm a lucky guy in that sense um, and actually Ludogorets were uh, one of the reasons I, I got access to, to the Guardian and I became part of their uh, network across Europe uh, because the first time when Ludogorets entered the Champions League uh, group stages, it was back in uh, 2014. And uh, they were um, totally unknown uh, across Europe. So I got the chance to write a piece on Lulugorets and their rise to prominence uh, for the Guardian. And uh, they opened uh, uh, some fantastic doors for me in uh, in European football and uh, across uh, the entire uh, journalistic field.
1: Very cool. And... I don't wanna, you know, you don't have to say anything if you don't want to, but do you have a specific team in Bulgaria that you support? Is it Ludogorets <laughs> or do you try to keep impartial?
2: Nah, uh it's it's not Ludogorets. Uh it used to be another club, but I'll keep it to myself. <laughs> yeah. Prefer not to
1: speak. That's that's very yeah. smart. An I, experienced yeah. journalist right here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well and
0: I Peter, I have a question actually. So Ludogorets isn't from a big city as well in, in Bulgaria and there's it's a bit complicated as well because chesco Sofia is well-known, but now there's two Cesca Sofias and yes. it's a bit complicated. Yes. Can you mm. explain kind of this rise of Ludogorets and the, I guess the downfall of two teams?
2: Yeah, actually their rise, um, it coincided with uh, the downfall of, uh, of both uh, Sofia Giants uh, CSK and Levski so uh, both CSK and Levski have been struggling a lot uh, financially they've been suffering from uh, mismanagement in recent years and uh, Ludogorets are owned by one of the wealthiest uh, businessmen in Bulgaria Uh, So uh, thanks to his uh, financial muscles, uh, uh, they are now a force to be reckoned with. And uh, what's more, uh, Ludogorets got promoted to the Bulgarian top flight for the very first time in their history at the start of the previous decade. So ever since they got promoted, they've always won the Bulgarian League. And it's now 10 titles in a row. Uh, which, uh, as uh, Olympiacos fans, I guess you are familiar with that kind of dominance and feeling, mm, but it's um, unprecedented and unparalleled in here in Bulgaria. Uh, last season, when they uh, clinched their ninth title, they equaled the record of CSK Sofia, A record that was uh, dating back to the 50s and 60s of the last century. Uh, So it was uh, a really old record, uh, but now uh, they've uh, even bettered it. And they're holding the record with 10 titles in a row. Uh, And it looks like their uh, dominance is uh, not going to to end uh, really soon. Because right now, I think they have all the... All the conditions are in their favor because they are uh, way richer than the other clubs. Um, They are signing players from abroad. Uh, You can think of them uh, as a little version of uh, Shakhtar Donetsk, if you want. Mm -hmm. uh, Because, uh, or at least in the past, they used to sign a lot of Brazilian players. They still have this Brazilian connection. Uh, they have some scouts there, and uh, they are used to uh, buying some um, talented Brazilian players at the age of, let's say, 22, 23, and they uh, sell them on for, for a profit. Uh, a few years ago, uh, they sold uh, Jonathan Cafu, a Brazilian winger, for 7 million euros, and which is still a Bulgarian League record. So, uh, yeah, they are doing a lot of things right uh, on and off the pitch.
1: Yeah, and, and I have to say I was like a bit surprised and fascinated. Um, I did a little bit of a, a Wikipedia search before mm-hmm. the, the the podcast. And, yeah, as you mentioned, Ludogorets have been around since 1945, I think. But they only made it to the first division under um, the takeover of their new owner, Kiro Domyshev, in 2010. Yes, and ever exactly. since then, they've just won the league every year. And as yeah. you mentioned they were a total unknown when they first uh broke into the champions league and um and it, i guess it sounds like this isn't going to stop anytime soon um mm. just with with all the the financial resources that they have and and so the bulgarian league i believe has already started would you say yes. that Ludogorets are once again the heavy favorites to make it um uh, yet another championship
2: yes definitely uh definitely uh so before 2010 uh, as you mentioned uh, they they weren't even on the on the footballing map, uh, but then um, this this guy you just mentioned, Kirill Domushchev, uh, he put them on the on the footballing map and he turned them into a proper force. Um, and uh, they're based uh, in the town of Rasgrad. Uh so uh, its population is around uh, let's say 30,000-35,000 30, people, uh, and to to give you uh, a context uh, the entire population could fit in the stands of the national stadium in capital Sofia uh, and uh, we, we can still have a few thousand seats uh, left empty <laughs> so uh, it's uh, yeah it's, uh, it's not, a, not a big town um, and they are now famous for, for their football team uh, they are proud of it of course after 10 titles in a row um so, yeah, there are uh, a lot of things going right and in their direction.
1: Yeah, and I have a couple more questions as well, just because I'm interested. Um, and we did have one from the chat from Fetanos who asked, do Ludogards have a lot of Bulgarian players in the squad? And I think you sort of alluded to that already, that they really tap into the foreign markets and mm. and, you know, buy these players and sell them on for a profit. Which is in some ways similar to what Olympiacos do, but they certainly do have do have some. We can get into that in a bit. But the two questions I had were: um, first of all, what is the stadium like in Razgrad? Like it's such a small town, but it's it's a big club. So you know, is it a big stadium or is it you know much more like a smaller team? I guess we'll find out next week. And then also, (laughs) um, with all this dominance and with the big Sofia teams kind of falling off. I would have to imagine that the perception of Ludogorets in Bulgaria is very negative. Like sort of a lot of the way maybe people look at Manchester City in England or RB Leipzig in Germany. Like people really don't like them. Is that sort of the way that people perceive them in Bulgaria?
2: The the new rich people in town, you mean. <laughs> yeah, the rich kids. Uh, yes, yes, uh, I think that's, that's true. Uh, well... To, uh, to answer your first question, uh, by the way, yeah, it's a, it's a small stadium. Uh, it's a, a new one or a rebuilt one uh, with, with some new stands. Uh, there is a, a nice story uh, around one of the stands. Uh, it is named after one of the ex-players, Cosmin Mozi, a uh, Romanian defender. Um, because uh, back in 2014, when Lulugorets entered the group stages of the Champions League for the first time, um, he he's a defender, but he had to stay in goal um, in the qualifier against Stiawa Bucharest of all teams. Uh, and he used to play for Dinamo Bucharest. Uh, so, uh, so there was uh, this little rivalry there. Uh, and he managed to save a few shots from the spot. And he helped Ludo Goretz advance to the group stages. After that match, uh owner Domushchiev, he was so happy with Mozi's performance that he promised uh, that he would name the new stand of the club stadium after Mozi, And that's exactly what happened. So now you have the Mozi stand uh, in Rasgrad. Um, and yeah, it's, um, it's not, a, not a big venue.
1: That's a really cool story. Uh, I, I for... love hearing about like um, all these clubs from around the world. We, we usually try to get people on when we we have, you know, we mm-hmm. had someone who's an expert on Azerbaijan football with uh, okay. Nefji Baku. It's so mm-hmm. it's so entertaining for me to hear all these stories and stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Um, as for your second question, uh, that's that's the case. I. I I have to admit that, uh, yeah, apart from, of course, the, the Lulugorits fans, uh, the people of Razgrad uh, not that many people are in love with <laughs> with this club uh, because, uh, as you can imagine, uh, it's the same uh, in in Greece or in in Serbia. Uh, there are usually uh, like duopoly, the two local giants. Uh, most of them. Uh, and uh, it used to be this way here in Bulgaria, mm, but both uh, Levski and CSK, uh, as I just mentioned, uh, yeah, they they haven't won the, um, uh, the league in ages, and um, uh, a lot of their fans are are upset both with with their own team <laughs> and with Lulugores because of their dominance
0: it's so interesting it's almost like if a greek billionaire bought like asteras tripoli or one of these teams like provincial teams that are
2: you could say so yeah yeah Yeah, and just
0: like took over and in i think in athens they would like go down to tripoli and just burn down the stadium (laughs) if that happened to be honest with you but yeah
2: they have a habit of of doing this yeah (laughs) yeah so
0: so i I guess i want to ask on the gaming side against mora the game finished nil-nil the first game yeah. and then it was 1-1 until Gretz opened it up what seconds, what yeah. were the expectations of that game were people disappointed it took so long for Ludogoretz to to come out on top what were people thinking about Ludogoretz after the the two games mm.
2: i i think people were a bit surprised that it took so long for Ludogoretz to uh to break <laughs> Mura and um yeah, they, they were considered favourites, uh, but that's the thing with those uh, Champions League qualifiers uh, in the middle of summer. Uh, they are so tricky. And we've seen in the past few seasons uh, that uh, Ludogorets uh, also has some unsuccessful European campaigns. And uh, the owner of, uh, of the club is not that patient with <laughs> with the coaches. Uh, so, once they go out of Europe, uh, if it's too early, mm, according to him, um, they get sucked. Uh, so, um, I, I think that uh, by reaching this round of the Champions League qualifiers, uh Lulugorez have secured uh, European football at least until, until Christmas, uh, because they will play worst-case scenario uh, in the Conference League. Uh, so i guess um yeah the the current coach of ludogorets uh his job uh, could be considered safe at least for now <laughs> but uh, let's see yeah, how the the matches with uh, olympiakos go uh, so if if they suffer a uh, let's say a heavy defeat um, yeah the, the ludogorets owner uh might might act <laughs> let's and, put it uh, this way mm.
1: And we have a couple of questions in the chat as well, along the same vein, um, from Fetanos as well as from Alexander Mahrianis. um, hmm. basically asking, you know, what are, what are Bulgarian journalists and fans expecting? What do they think of Olympiakos? Who do they think is the favorite? Um, and like, do you think, you know, Ludogorets fans will be very upset if they go out or, um, you know, do they see it as, as understanding or as an even draw?
2: Yeah, I, I think that uh, realistically uh, Olympiacos are the, the much bigger name uh, out of the two and they are considered uh, the, the favorites and uh, the heavy force. And Lulugorets are slightly perceived as the underdogs. And that's what uh, Lulugorets uh, sports director uh, Petrichev said earlier this morning that uh the draw uh, for this round uh, has been very tough uh, for Lulu Gorets, uh, and it's an uphill task for them uh, to come up against um, a club of the size and level of Olympiacos. Um, so maybe I, I missed uh, at the start of our conversation to explain the name of uh, of the Lulu Gorets team and uh, where it comes from. Uh, so it, it translates roughly as uh, the team from the crazy forest uh, because uh, crazy forest is a geographical area in northern Bul- uh, in the northern part of Bulgaria and uh, this is where the town of Razgrad is based so Lulugorets is related to this geographical area and it translates as crazy forest um, and they they like to, to say about themselves uh, that they are capable of producing some crazy, crazy games and crazy moments on the pitch. Mm, so this is what the director of Ludo said uh, earlier today, that they need another crazy game, another crazy performance uh, to put in against yeah. uh, Olympiakos uh, to go through. Because they, I, I think uh, they realize that they are in the position of, of the underdog here.
0: So I guess like w- this is a good time to get into it. We've heard reports in Greece that the top striker of Ludo Goretz has been sent to train with the B team. Uh, there's yes. been talk about former Olympiakos linky Sotiriu, the Cypriot striker, sure. is going to play. We've also read about Despodov, the striker who came mm. from, was it Cagliari in Italy, played on well last yes. season. Are these yes. the danger men we should be worried about? I've also heard mm. the name Van I think I, I'd assume Brazilian. What What are the strengths? What's the formation, and who, mm. who should we be worried about? Who should we, we be watching?
2: Well, uh, a player you shouldn't be definitely worried about is uh, Claudio Keshero, the Romanian striker, uh, because uh, strangely uh, he is out of the out of the squad and he didn't play against Mura, uh, and i think some media outlets have suggested that uh, he has fallen out of favor with uh, the Ludogorets coach even though he is one of the best paid and the highest paid players on the team and uh, he's the the best goal scorer in Ludogorets history so it uh, it comes as a as a huge surprise that he He's not going to play and for some reason uh, I can't say definitely why uh, but there are some suggestions maybe that uh, he's going to miss uh, those two clashes uh, which I think is a, yeah, is a plus for Olympiakos because he's a really really experienced player um, knows to how to to position himself very well uh, so yeah it's uh, it's uh, some good news for for Olympiakos that he's not going to play. Uh, apart from that, um, yeah, the, the guys you just mentioned, uh, Kiryu Despodov, uh, a Bulgarian international, uh, he used to play for CSKA Sofia, then he went to, to Calary, and then he returned to Bulgaria and signed for Lulugorets, which uh, upset a lot of CSKA fans <laughs> because they didn't want to see him in the, in the Lulugorets shirt. Uh, But uh, he he has started the season uh, really well and he's in very fine form. Um, He can also take uh, and execute some free kicks. uh, So you can definitely keep an eye on him. And Vanderson, uh, even though uh, he's a Brazilian, uh, he also holds a Bulgarian citizenship and he's a Bulgarian international. Uh, So he's... uh, technically gifted player um, as almost every Brazilian. Uh, and also, I would say Kauli, Kauli Oliveira, another Brazilian player. He used to play for Paderborn uh, in the Bundesliga. So it was uh, impressive that uh, Ludo Goretz managed to, to buy him uh, from Paderborn. And uh, Bernard Tec-Pate, Uh he's uh uh, a guy from from Ghana, um, a really uh, physically imposing and yeah, strong guy, um, and he he was owned by uh, Schalke in in Germany as well. So uh, this is the level of players you you can expect to see in action, and they have some uh, already some experience to play in the top leagues of Europe. Uh, so I don't expect them to be uh, really afraid of uh, what comes next.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, even just looking over the squad myself, I noticed a few of the names that that you had just mentioned, and and it is really a lot of names that have a lot of experience, you know, both uh, in Bulgaria or in Europe internationally. So it's definitely a strong squad, and uh, it's no surprise that they've really dominated the league in, in Bulgaria as well. Um, how would you say that that the team... Uh, how would you say they are defensively? It seems like usually they line up in a four-two-three-one or maybe four-three-three. From what I can tell, mm. um, yeah. is there a specific weak point in the back that that Olympiacos could maybe target, um, or are they generally just very strong?
2: Well, the thing is that um, they they have a new coach. Uh, the guy came in in January, uh, and then they signed a few new players. Uh, the goalkeeper they signed him recently so uh, there are some new faces in the squad and I I think they need uh, some more time to adjust to to the tactical approach Uh, and uh, that's the thing uh, as I've already mentioned um, they they have to play their biggest games of the season very early in, in July and in August. And that will define uh, their, their season uh, in the months to come because the, the league title in, in Bulgaria is considered uh, a must. And uh, in Europe is where they, they should perform and show what they're capable of. Um, and uh, let's see if yeah they, they can uh, get the, the better of, of their nerves and to deliver a, a performance because they, they still get to, to know each other and uh, to apply the ideas of, of the coach on the pitch uh, because he's a, the coach is a young guy. Uh, he comes from Lithuania. Fun fact uh, about him. Uh, I think he participated in the Lithuanian version of uh, Who Wants to be a Millionaire, <laughs> the TV show and uh that's how uh he later funded his uh, studies in in the u k uh he went to the university and he paid for for his stay in the u k no, <laughs> so man, he's uh, that's great yeah, that's a brilliant it's, story <laughs> it's a great story yeah and it's um, yeah he's he's considered to to be really intelligent um and uh, uh yeah uh, forward thinking um <clears throat> Today, he said that uh, he wants his team to be balanced. And by that, he means that uh, they won't attack too much, as you can imagine, <clears throat> but they won't defend uh, throughout the entire game either. So I, I guess uh, they will be cautious uh, and they will try to hit uh, Olympiacos on the break and to use, uh, take advantage of, of their chances. Uh, because they know that um yeah they they will need to to score at some point if they want to to go through.
0: Yeah, and I I see a comment here what channel the, the match will be tomorrow. It will be on Mega as well as Nova Sports to I believe everyone, Greek channels that is. Um and one question we have that we've been the, the press has been talking about it, you may be living through it massive heat wave currently in Athens, above forty-three mm. degrees the game tomorrow it will be at 10 p.m. local time but mm. still above 35 degrees according to the wow. press is that something that ludogorets maybe living i don't know maybe in bulgaria it's a bit cooler is that something that could affect them it's something that the press talks about all the time the heat being something that can mm. cause opponents problems
2: well uh, right right now right now in in sofia it's 38 39 degrees so <laughs> we are used to to that kind of weather but I, I get what you mean. Mm, I, I think yeah it will be very demanding for, for both teams, uh, physically, at least. Um, I don't think that uh, this is a topic that um, has found its place uh, across the, the media outlets here, um, because uh, as far as I I know and I, I saw today, um, Lulugorets were a bit upset Uh, because their agenda upon landing in Athens uh, was disturbed because uh, some of the players who uh, hasn't got the vaccine uh, against COVID-19 yet, so they they got randomly tested for COVID uh, at the airport and uh, the entire team got delayed and because of that I think the whole program of the team on Greek soil uh has been disturbed and interrupted in in some kind of way and they weren't happy with uh uh yeah with with the attitude of the greek authorities maybe
0: yeah we've heard this story before galatasaray came for a friendly, and the tests were demands and they just got up and left they didn't even enter the country so i don't know if this is something the greek government needs to look into because it's now becoming a bit of a habit of of a diplomatic incident we can say with turkey was yeah, with yeah, the last galatasaray yeah, I mean, incident so I, hopefully that's
2: maybe uh, maybe the people who are working at the airport are just olympiakos fans and they are maybe they're just they're giving so their, their best yeah to, only uh, in greece i suppose only uh, in greece exactly. no no in the in the balkans, exactly. in the balkans <laughs> yeah fair exactly. enough only the balkans <laughs> yeah.
1: um well as we begin to wrap up here um metodi I, I don't know if you're at liberty to give your prediction or not but Lambro and I will and then if if you want to if you prefer not to speak that's fine but you know we would also be happy to hear your prediction but yeah. um it's it's going to be difficult I think Olympiacos are missing a few players but I think at the end of the day we will go through uh maybe uh a 1-0 victory tomorrow and then a 1-1 draw in in Bulgaria we can say um it maybe is my prediction Lambro what do you think
0: uh it's tough um because we're having all the players coming back from COVID or injuries mm-hmm. they didn't say it was COVID, but that's what a lot of people say we'll, we'll just pretend <laughs> really? not to know mm-hmm. uh jan and of course is back marika mara will be back uh Oleg grabchuk's back Sokratis mm-hmm. is back um we may see vachlick a new goalkeeper start tomorrow yeah not sure i'm pretty confident of of, of a win to, tomorrow night i may say two or three one maybe i yeah. think we're open on the counter to goal um the system's gonna going to matter but yeah i think three one and then i think we go through um we we tend to play pretty well on the road um maybe a one nil or even nil nil so yeah
2: yeah my my prediction is also two one Olympiakos. i would say um, because I, I think that. Um... By the way, how many fans are expected to attend the game? Or... Or...
0: That is a question we're not sure about. I think last game was okay. ten thousand because they were testing it out. But in Greece, you're allowed to have eighty percent, eighty-five percent of your fans in the stadium. I just don't know if they're going to do that. So, um... well,
2: eighty-five. Okay, because in Bulgaria, it's yeah, it's fifty percent currently. Uh, yeah, it, it but, may uh... be fifty
0: percent in the end, but it's not clear mm-hmm. exactly.
2: Yeah. But, okay, yeah. the capacity of of the Razgrad stadium is uh, is less uh, anyway. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah, and mm-hmm. so seeing a lot of people giving Odipako's wins, uh that's good to see. And real quick, starting mm-hmm. 11 prediction, Peter, you want to give yours and then I'll give mine.
1: Um, sure. I think uh we go three at the back again. Uh I'll say Vatchlick and goal as sort of maybe a bold prediction. Uh Oleg uh, ba, Markovic, Semedo. I say Sokratis maybe doesn't play uh, maybe maybe in the second half. And then uh, I think Andrusos will play on the right. It's a back three that maybe suits him well. Uh Mvila and Mahdi in the midfield. And then uh, El Arabi, Vabuena, and Masuras front three.
0: Yeah, I like that, Peter. I'm going to go Oleg. Uh, probably I'm going to go Socratis uh Markovic over Ba for me, Semedo, Kenny Lala. And then I like your midfield of Mari Camara and Jan Envia. And then front three, I think, is right with Yorgos Masuras, Valbuena, El Arabi, no Hassan, please. And yeah, I think that's my start in 11, guys. I like 3-4-3 in this game as well. So no no, Cissé at left back. We just saw that comment. No, 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 no. <laughs> anyway, I think that's about it, guys. Peter. I want to well, yeah, up.
1: that's, that's about, um, all I got. Matodi. want to thank you so much for coming on. We really, really enjoyed talking to you, man. Um, maybe, maybe after the games we'll have you back on or something like that. Um, it was a joy sure. and, uh, folks, if you want to learn more about Bulgarian football, this is the guy right here, um, has written all over Europe and some of the big news outlets. So make sure to check him out. Uh, his Twitter is on the screen if you're watching on YouTube, but if you're listening on audio, it's Schumann S K O O. So go ahead and give him a follow. Uh, Thank you everybody so much for listening today. Even though it's a short one, we appreciate you listening, especially if you've made it this far, make sure to give us a follow like comment, subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much to everybody who's uh, given us a nice little comment in the chat. Enjoy the game tomorrow. It's going to be a big one. If you're in Greece, stay cool, make sure to get in the water. If the water is also not 35 degrees, And, uh, either way, we will be coming to you live after the game for a quick post game chat. So enjoy, and we will see you very soon.
2: You just listened to an episode of the gate seven international podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Brussels to Tokyo, from Toronto to Geneva. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you'll never miss out on the latest updates and stories of the team you love. If you liked what you heard, make sure to follow us on social media at Gate7INTL. Give us a subscribe on YouTube or even leave a review on all our podcast channels. Until next time, this is our team, our city and our story. Trilos, you στο μυαλό κάτι μαγικό.